This ad-free podcast is part of your Slate Plus membership. Lucky you. Welcome to this mini episode of Big Mood, Little Mood. I'm your host, Danny M. Lavery, and this show is for you, our Plus subscribers. Our guest this week is Gina Green, a strategist slash consultant, now helping Jewish and non-Jewish organizations change through her new firm, Uprise. She's also the co-host, along with Lynn Harris, of the Jewish advice podcast, A Bental Brief. And here we are reading a letter from a listener. I think we should get back into other people's problems before we spend any more time trying to figure out uh, why I want to be the world's only birthday boy. Would you please read our last letter and we can forget all the things I just said? We will not forget them, but I will read the next letter. The subject is not a secret, just not your business. I'm autistic and have always found the social part of work to be stressful, no matter how good I am at the job. I'm now in a fully remote position. I've never met my coworkers in person and am removed from any office politics, which has been a lifesaver for me. Everyone is nice, but I'm more productive on my own, and I'm pretty private at work. However, today, during the few minutes of small talk before a meeting started, I was answering a question and happened to mention a male name. One of my coworkers laughed and said, no offense, but I thought you were a lesbian. I said, lesbian isn't an insult. My coworker agreed, and then the meeting started. After the meeting, I started getting private Slack messages from people on my team I don't usually talk to, asking me to join Zoom cocktail hour or to answer questions about myself. I didn't think much of it until someone added me by mistake in a channel they'd created where people were discussing whether I really am a lesbian and comparing the responses I'd given each of them. I don't know what to do. If they just assumed I was gay, I wouldn't care because I've never shared my romantic life with anyone at work but I'm not a lesbian and didn't realize that pointing out being called a lesbian isn't an insult would seem like confirmation that I was one. I don't want to inadvertently claim a struggle that isn't mine, so I feel like I have to talk to my coworkers about it, but the secrecy of their channel makes me think it would be awkward to just say it. I do make people uncomfortable sometimes when I don't know how to handle a social situation. What is a script to get my point across that I didn't mean to imply anything about my sexuality? I just don't discuss my personal life at work and didn't think about my words. Thank you for any help. The one thing that I felt really good about in this letter is it sounds like it's an organization that's larger than 50 employees and therefore probably has an HR department. I didn't get that impression. I just, I, like, I was thinking like, I, it's big I enough mean, that like they've got remote. If you were reaching, if you, right, if you're reaching for what might be good and actionable out of here, I guess that might be one. But the whole fucking thing was just like cringe after cringe after cringe after punch in the gut after like stat. Like I, oh my God, letter writer, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'm so sorry. And I'm so sorry that you have felt like, well, sometimes I make people uncomfortable because I don't always know how to handle social situations. Therefore, maybe this is just another one of those situations I don't know how to handle and the fault lies with me. I want to make this extremely clear. What you said in response to your coworker was 
remarkably composed given the like provocation, totally appropriate, uh, was not in any way misleading people into thinking whether or not you are a lesbian. It's not false, like stolen valor. Uh, you have nothing to apologize for, nothing to correct. Uh, your coworkers are being incredibly fucked up. Uh, and the goal should just be get them to stop asking you these personal questions and comparing notes. And, and to that end, I would say, take some screenshots and go to HR and say just really clearly, I would like my coworkers to stop speculating about my sexuality and asking intrusive questions. Please see to it that they do. Uh, and, and, you know, from then on refuse to answer questions from everyone else. Hopefully they get fucking reamed out. Do you have anything else that you would suggest for this letter writer? Any backups in case there is no HR department or in case HR is less than helpful? I mean, we do have to assume that HR will, I mean, we don't have to assume, but I think it's safe to assume that HR might not be the most helpful, depending, like you said, on the size of the organization, on whatever protocols and procedures they currently have in place for addressing this type of abuse that happens um, at work on work channels. So I think that, yes, 110% go to HR. It might not be you know, at this point, actually, I don't use Slack that much. Everything's captured, right? So, like, there's a record; it doesn't disappear. So, the letter writer could take screenshots. Yeah, right. She, the letter writer, could conceivably go back up to the thread and take screenshots of the conversations and disclose all of that to HR. Right? Slack does not. So that's like a possibility within Slack. Right. Like they've been very stupid in their harassment. Like they've left real paper trails. <laughs> right. So the other upside is that they did it on an official work platform and channel. Right. So in addition to their needing there being potentially an HR manager that they can go to, it was it happened so clearly on a work platform. You know, I just Daniel, you commented on the letter writer's just composure. And like just how they showed up in this situation. Mm-hmm. And by golly, like even as they're in the middle of this abuse at the office, they're saying, I don't want to inadvertently claim a struggle that isn't mine. Like this person is like, <laughs> I just, I'm blown away. Incredibly conscientious. Incredibly conscientious, incredibly thoughtful, and not even worrying so much about the facts of the matter, really, but just wanting, like, the truth to be known. Like, literally, yeah. like, all of this just wants the truth to be known. And I do feel like, A, they could go to HR. I wonder if there isn't something that is a bullet point that is, like, three pieces of information. Hey, folks, you asked this question. A, you shouldn't ask this question ever to anybody, <laughs> like, especially not at work. B, here's my fucking answer since it seems to be so important for you to know. And I want you to know because I don't want to claim a struggle that isn't mine. And B, let's not do this again. Or C, that was three. Yeah, I, I can understand that. It, you know, if this were like a social environment, I could understand that as a response. I would want to encourage the letter writer, since this is a case of like workplace harassment, to not give them an answer that they could then use to additionally harass you with. Um, my, I think my encouragement would be, again, since this is multiple people all on your own team, 
go to your supervisor and who hopefully is not one of these people, by the way, really hope the supervisor is not one of these people oh, who's right. asking fishing questions. Um, but go to your supervisor and HR um, and just, again, include like two or three relevant screenshots and just say, I would like your help in making sure that none of my colleagues ask me about my sexual orientation again um, or start, you know, uh, sub slacks in order to speculate about my sexual orientation. Can you please assist? Like that is the request. Um, and again, ideally this, this is because they have been very dumb, uh, and, and very, uh, you know, inappropriate on like work technology. Your company has like real reasons to want to put a stop to this. Like this is the kind of thing that could get the company in real trouble. And so, uh, you know, uh, to that end, you at least there's reason to be hopeful that they will be quick about putting the kibosh on this. Right. But this is not about giving them the correct answer, being scrupulously honest. Lesbian isn't an insult was a totally appropriate reaction. And I don't want you to feel um, like the fact that you were sexually harassed at work does not mean that you now owe your coworkers the correct like explanation of your sexuality. Except that it feels like it would feel better for her to know that they knew. And and I'm only saying that because of the fact that she said, I don't want to inadvertently claim a struggle that isn't mine. That seems like a piece that is important to her. So maybe she's not the one who communicates those three things. Like you don't like this isn't done. Don't do this. And here, and here's the straight dope, but it, Maybe that's something that comes from the manager or the supervisor. But to me, it feels like it is, it is actually important that the air gets cleared so that so that she doesn't feel like she's being lumped into a marginalized group that she doesn't feel community with or part of. If that's not that important, then I think the answer can be left alone. But if she feels like them knowing the actual answer is important so that she doesn't get sort of... <laughs> burdened with a struggle that isn't hers, if that's actually important, then that may be the way to go. I mean, I was just, I was picking up on that line and I wouldn't yeah. want for her to feel uncomfortable if they were continuing to speculate off channel at the bar at wherever, you know? I really get that. And I, I can really appreciate why the letter writer feels so like distressed on that front and um, the the reason, you know, again, partly because uh, what happened was not there was an honest misunderstanding that I need to clear up. What happened was the letter writer simply said a man's name. And then one of her coworkers said, no offense, but I thought you were a lesbian. Like to me, there's, there's what's, what, what seems to me to be the case here is that your coworkers are attempting to put you on the spot and make you feel uncomfortable because for one reason or another, they think that you are like, quote unquote, being a woman wrong. And the whole like, oh, right, I agree. I don't think being a lesbian is bad either really belies the fact that like kind of out of nowhere, he laughed at you and said, I thought you were gay. Um, So it's less about like, there's an honest mistake and this person chose to harass you to say there's something weird about the way that you're a woman and I think that's gay and I want you to feel self-conscious about it and put on the spot about it. 
So it's like, there can be that hope that if I just clear this up, then everything will be okay. When in reality, I think what they want to do is harass you about seeming gay somehow. And the reality of who you date or who you're in a relationship with has nothing to do with it. And that's part of why, like, you know, sexual harassment can include people who are not gay, but who are perceived as gay. Mm -hmm. That that's one of the, like, protected elements of that kind of harassment at work. So again, I can... I can understand why the letter writer feels like if I can just explain this, that'll help clear it up. I think your coworkers are not going to like knock it off if you produce a boyfriend or promise that you're straight. And so that's why I just think it's actually way more important that the company intervenes um, because this could happen to anyone, regardless of whether or not they're gay, just if enough coworkers think that they seem gay, that that's all that matters. And I mean, the way that it got described in the letter that it escalated with a quickness. They had a meeting. Oh, yeah. And then <laughs> right after she starts getting multiple Slack messages, which to me suggests that they were having this conversation, back-channeling it before. It's up. And then yes. when she brought it up, <laughs> a male name, in public conversation, then they felt licensed to bring it also into public. And so they were looking for a pretext. Looking for a pretext, looking yeah. for an opportunity. Oh my gosh, Michelle, did you see what she said in the slot in the meeting? Whatever, whatever. Guess what, guys? You know, it feels like they were already sort of in this mode, which to me suggests that HR should get a handle on it anyway. That it might not yeah. have been happening yeah. on Slack and Zoom, but it was definitely happening other ways in the company if it escalated to this so quickly. So it does seem to me like and I will also say that, you know, the letter writer has to feel good too, right? Like they, you know, like they don't want to have this burden. They don't want to, a misplaced burden on them. Mm -hmm. And that's understandable. And I think you're 100% right as well that like this, this oversight, this management of this shit show belongs firmly in the hands of the HR department. And a full investigation needs to be done, actually. Yeah, this is hyena-like behavior. Right, exactly. Like, they really need to, this needs to be sort of, oh, this happened on Slack. Well, what's happening with these people? Are there other issues of other people? Because this, to me, is a red flag, a huge red flag. And so huge. HR definitely huge. needs to be involved. And to the extent that, you know, I'm I'm glad this person is fully remote and doesn't have to go into, into, into an office with these people. Yep. And and I would add to that too, letter writer, don't go to that Zoom cocktail hour. Decline to answer any future questions from Absolutely. these people. Um, and if you feel the like if you feel the need to say anything, just say, I'm not comfortable with these personal questions. Please stop. Yep. Um, and then refer them to HR and your supervisor. Um, but but don't get involved in a back and forth. Don't offer them information about your personal life. Don't try to argue with them. Just tell them to stop and then take it up the chain. Um, and again, I just want to stress, letter writer, you did not deserve this. This wasn't something that you failed to anticipate because you are autistic. This isn't something where like, oh, I can kind of understand why I like confused everyone and therefore their behavior is justified. Not that I thought you were justifying it. It just seemed like you were maybe a little bit inclined to potentially blame yourself for some of this. And I just want to make this so clear. This is not called for. This is not okay. You did not deserve any of this. They're not behaving in a way that's like 
I, I, like none of this is like, oh, this is cool neurotypical behavior at work right. that you just need to like chill out about. Like they are harassing you. And I, I would not be surprised if part of that is because they have like registered. I don't know if they know about your diagnosis, but like they have registered. There's something different about her. We want to make her feel self-conscious and bad. And like we deserve to pry into her personal life about it. And we want her to feel punished. Like Publicly. that's I think what's going on here. Yeah. And I'm so sorry. Yes. I'm so sorry to that was a fucked up situation. And it sounds like, I mean, Daniel, I, just the, the, the need for official attention to the matter seems to me goes actually, seems like it's probably further than this scenario. Yeah. Um, and I'm also curious if there have been, other instances, <laughs> now I'm just thinking like all the other times this same crew might have done this to someone else or done it to the letter writer in a less visible way. Y- yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm, not your fault. Not your fault. Not your fault. Yeah. And letter writer, if HR and your supervisor are anything less than immediately helpful, if you start getting any pushback about this at work, if um, anything other than just immediate, oh my God, thank you for telling us we are on it happens, I would encourage you to get in touch with an employment lawyer. Again, not because I think you're going to then immediately go to suing your company, but like, I just want you to be learning, getting a little more information, like just have an intake call, describe your situation, ask what resources or options might be available to you. Uh, You know, like sexuality and autism diagnoses are like, you know, like, unfortunately, like with outwell employment, there's not always the most robust protections. Exactly. But like, they are protected classes. Um, and, and there might be actual recourse for you if your supervisor and HR fail to help. And there might also be additional sort of third-party resources, government resources from the EEOC, EEOC website, as well as, yeah. I don't know what state the letter writer is in, but certain states have better labor protections than others. Right. And possibly if they're remote, they might not be in the state as they're the same state as their employer. And Exactly. So a lot of different things are at play um, right now in other places to get some information as well. Yeah, but this is not a situation of, oh, I accidentally let a misapprehension ride and now it's incumbent upon me to clear the air. This is my colleagues decided to harass me because I seem different and they shouldn't. They shouldn't do that to anybody. Correct. Um, And good luck to you. And I hope that things happen to them that they don't care for. And that you get to do your job the kick-ass way. Yeah, I'm not going to be more specific. Like things happen to them that they don't want or like. And that you get to do your kick-ass work and your job free of the harassment of these coworkers. Yeah. I just like, this would be bad behavior if you were all in junior high school. It would be, you know, they all need to get yelled at by their parents and like seriously reconsider uh, how they're developing as human beings. But this is a bunch of like grown coworkers trying to like ambush you at a like Zoom happy hour where they can all like quiz you on gayness. Like, but that's, that's the thing, Daniel. You, they don't have work to do. You nailed it. Because if my kids came home and said that some shit like this went down, in fact, something like this did go down <laughs> at my daughter's school the last week in eighth grade via a Google chat, via, I mean, homophobia, racism, you name it. And it's like, this is not acceptable ever, anytime, anywhere. Junior high, the marketing Zoom's department, happy hours, Zoom yeah. happy hour, you name it, it's not acceptable. Yeah. This this lady footlocker is out of control. <laughs>
Wow, you came out with the Lady Foot Locker reference. I imagine that they're like corporate headquarters are weird. I don't know. <laughs> oh, we're definitely hanging out when we're not recording this podcast for sure. Sure. Yeah, I, I referenced a store. I, I, I'm, I'm an impressive person. Thank you for joining us on Big Mood, Little Mood with me, Danny Lavery. Our producer is Phil Circus, who also composed our theme music. Don't miss an episode of the show. Head to slate.com slash mood to sign up to subscribe or hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you're using right now. Thanks. Also, if you can, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to know what you think. If you want more Big Mood, Little Mood, you should join Slate Plus, Slate's membership program. Members get an extra episode of Big Mood, Little Mood every Friday, and you'll get to hear more advice and conversations with the guest. And as a Slate Plus member, you'll also be supporting the show. Go to slate.com forward slash mood plus to sign up. It's just $1 for your first month. If you'd like me to read your letter on the show, maybe you need a little advice, maybe some big advice, head to slate.com slash mood to find our Big Mood, Little Mood listener question form, or find a link in the description on the platform you're using right now. Thanks for listening.